You are listening to the Rolling Tape Podcast, and this is Brian Sudfield's interview with Dustin Guy DeFay and Sophia Lillis, director and star of The Adults. still how you hug people? Why don't you hug me like you haven't seen me for three years? Why are you staying at a hotel? I get a good rate because I travel so much and I like hotel rooms. I told you it was going to be a fast trip. You look good. When did you dye your hair? Uh, a year ago. Okay, I didn't, I didn't really know that. Well, you, you would have if we'd ever Skyped or FaceTimed or whatever. Rachel living on her own now after her mom died. Maggie went to college and then she just suddenly quit. Doesn't Rachel seem a little off to you? She did say she's depressed. Okay, well, I've never seen her depressed. Maybe it's more to do with Nathan. We can track him down. You don't think I would win in a fight against Nathan? Do you know about the party I'm having at my house tomorrow night? You should definitely come. Eric might be leaving tomorrow. It's hard to predict. I'm like waiting for some phone calls. Where were you last night? We play again tomorrow. Aren't you leaving tomorrow? I'll change my flight. Thank you for sacrificing so much of yourself. Why does Rachel hate me? The other way around. You hate me for it. Not true. Yes, true. Don't think she's ever really processed a mom died. Can you do that another time? How's this? This how you like it? Do I look like I'm not calm? He used to think I was the funniest person in the world. Oh, happens to everybody. Are you okay? I lost all my money. What is wrong with you? She doesn't like me very much, does she? Actually, Eric, she has a little crush on you for sentimental reasons. One for the books, I'd say. Well, how can it be denied? not going to stay another night. Would that make you feel better? What's she doing a bit of the old painting the town? Seeing my friends getting business done. This is Brian Stuffield with The Rolling Tape, and I'm so excited to be joined by the writer, director of The Adults, Dustin DeFay, as well as star Sophia Lewis. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Great. It's great. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you? I, I'm at my day job in New Jersey and there were no conference rooms available. So I decided to just sit outside to record this interview. <laughs> we love it. Like a nice lot. change of scenery, hopefully for it you is. guys. <laughs> so jumping into why I get to talk to you guys today, I saw the film a few nights ago and I absolutely adored it. It was so charming and wholesome and endearing and hilarious. And I just wanted to ask you, Dustin, how this project came to be and what made you want to tell this story? Um, I mean, originally just, it really, it re- originally just started with wanting to make a movie with Michael. Um, we were friends and I'd made a movie with him before and we'd become really, really close. And I like making movies with friends. I like, it's, it's, um, and, uh, and then, and Hannah's a friend of mine also. And so I, uh, uh, I brought, uh, I had already written the script. I'd written it for Michael and then I brought Hannah in. 
and we developed it even further. And then I rewrote the script and um, kept working on it. And then if I had already known Sophia and we'd already been friends, I would have already, we would already done that already, but I hadn't known her. I hadn't known Sophia yet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm really happy that I got to be a part of this. Yeah. And then, but now we're, now we're, we're friends. I would, I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> you're not asking me. Hey, are we? I think, I think we're good. Um, but yeah, no, Sophia, I mean, it was, it was great when she came on board, it was very fast. And then we, I mean, like the three of them immediately sort of, it just felt right pretty quick, very quickly mm-hmm. and rehearsal just very, very quick. But I think there was, and then there was another level where it was sort of like an unconscious, I think there was, I think it, and I think it happens often in films. You, you have an unconscious reason for making a movie. Sometimes, sometimes you have a very conscious one. You're like, that's what I'm following the whole entire time. But my unconscious one with this was my relationship with my sister and sort of like a, a feeling of sadness of, of that, of the way that we were when we were children has completely gone. And we don't really know each other very well as adults. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the, I didn't realize how personal the movie was. And it was during rehearsal where it started. It really happened for me and then became the sort of emotional core that I was following throughout the entire production. Um, but sometimes you don't find that you don't even find the reason until you're even after you've made a movie or watched it, even that you were even at a premiere where you realized why you made the movie. But that was really actually became like I didn't write the movie knowing why I was why I was writing it. Mm-hmm. It was only during rehearsal where I realized, oh, this is why I'm making the movie because of this this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So, uh, Maybe I did. Did I know that? I don't think I did. No, I didn't. I, I think I told, I think I talked about it first at the premiere for the first time yeah, to you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, did you, you guys, did you guys, you guys probably didn't know I was in this mm-hmm. space. Yeah. yeah. Hannah knew. Hannah you didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was, was there, a, do I have to say a quote? What, what was the question? Uh, I was I was going to pose the question to you about how this project came across your way and what drew you to being a part of it. What made you go? I want to be in this film and I really want to play Maggie and bring this character to life. Well, uh, it was very, very fast, you know, it just kind of happened. I, I, I was, uh, in, uh, Spain, I was shooting, um, the Wes Anderson thing. And, and I was in the, uh, I was just, uh, it was during COVID. So I was stuck in my hotel for a good <laughs> long while. And, um, I got an email from, um, from, uh, from Michael, actually, was it you and Michael? Actually, uh, uh, you're saying like, "Hey, by the way, we we have this um, uh, script. We want you to read." And uh, Justin wrote and directed it, and I so I watched person to person. And I really loved it. Um, um, it's actually a, a, a thing. Um, I don't know. I think I've told you this already. Yet. Um, I've I've always thought. Uh, I always have a very particular thing about uh, movies in New York. I always feel like it's either one way or the other. It's either like heavily romanticized or it's like super gritty. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like there's, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I, I really love New York a lot. It's where I grew up in. And I feel like there's, there's something about New York that's, that I really love. And it's like kind of like the, the relationships that you meet, the completely different people that you meet in New York. And I feel like I, I really love that with person to person. And I was like, this is something I would really want to be a part of. And I, I really liked the script. I love Maggie. And um, she reminded me a lot of the relationships I have with, with my, uh, with my uh, brother. And um, uh, so 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> me to the role. <laughs> Would you say you took some elements of your personal life and incorporated it into the character of Maggie? Uh, yeah, I guess so. As much as I could, you know, I, 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 while I was shooting it, it, it was kind of, you know, I, I thought a lot of, it was a lot of deja vu moments where I was like, oh shoot, I feel like I've done this before. And, uh, it brought back, you know, a lot of memories, you know, it reminded me of stuff that I used to do as a kid. Uh, I didn't think of myself very like, uh, like a musical person, but I remembered I actually did do a little, you know, song and dance shows as a kid. And I, I didn't remember it until I was doing it yeah. <laughs> on the camera. It's like, oh, right. <laughs> I did do this before. Um, the voices too, I think especially got me. I was like, oh yeah. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's what I added to, added to it. Yeah. I don't, I don't consider myself a musical person either, but I, I was very musical when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, like very much. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are. And then they, it's just it sort is of like, a, It's a universal thing. Like, and you don't think it's a universal yeah. thing, but it's a. Yeah. And then you just sort of lose it. Lose it. Yeah. Which is what the movie's about also. Yeah. Losing it. Losing it. Losing, <laughs> yeah. losing, that, creati- losing that creativity and that <laughs> sort of imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And going off that, actually, there's a great statement that was brought up in your director's statement, Dustin, that you talked about the status of our childlike sensibilities and if there is still a glimmer of them in adulthood or if they're completely faded away. Is there something about that statement that resonated with the two of you in particular? It is, it is, it is funny how, uh, I guess, well, as you grow up, you kind of feel like you have to grow out of it in some ways. And then at some point, it just... It just does. It just does kind of fade. But I feel like everyone kind of has this little, you know, uh, want to be like that, uh, even as an adult. And, you know, that's why people act, <laughs> you know, that's why people, you know, you know, sing, dance, paint, you know, stuff like that. It's it's just our own way of just doing it in a way that society allows us to do it. You know, it's so um, everyone, I feel like is, is always a, a kid at heart um but just you know finds their own way of trying to grow out of it you know but um yeah i think i think a lot of people don't realize i mean i think i think it, i think everybody has access to that part of themselves access to imagination mm-hmm. or a playfulness that they've that they've lost access to mm-hmm. because of what adulthood is supposed to be the responsibility of it and just the shift in going from home and the insulated world and, and that being the world to the real world, the outside world, mm-hmm. which yeah, doesn't, doesn't really necessarily say that that's okay to be as playful. Right. Um, but I think, I think many adults don't even know that they have access to it anymore. It's mm-hmm. sort of just a lost thing. But you see it happening in like, when they, when people play games, when they do sports and when they have dance parties, there is, there is, or get drunk or whatever. There, there is, a, there is like an access to something that's playful. Some people when they get drunk, but some people not, but like a play, like a, you know, like a, a, a playful kind of part of themselves. Right. And I think playing is sort of otherwise doesn't, it, it doesn't exist in the adult world. You have to play a game in order for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, whereas in childhood, I think it's like, uh, your, your breakfast food. is a pl- <laughs> everything. Everything, everything, everything is a bit, uh, yeah. you know, 
a, a medium to, to do it. Yeah, an opportunity. Yeah, an opportunity. <laughs> so this movie is filled with plenty of entertaining banter between Sophia, Hannah, and Michael. And I just wanted to ask you, Sophia, if there was a moment or moments on set that made you go, even with some of the heavy subject matter in this film, I'm having the time of my life making this film. The dance sequence in particular at the end really stuck out to me. I cannot imagine what it was like rehearsing that, filming that. I just can't imagine what it was like doing that. That I think I was actually going to choose that one. I think that one in particular was just so much fun to do because it's like, it was something that we kind of rehearsed prior and, and something Hannah and I kind of did like the night, the two nights before we, we, we spent some time together. We got like a hotel across the street. We just uh, used one of their spaces to rehearse and, and choreograph that. And it was so funny doing that on the day. And it was so nerve wracking because it's like, this is, this is like the day of, and we're showing this to uh, the director and showing this to Michael. And we really hope they like it because this is what we got. Uh, and we're not choreographers. So, um, but <laughs> it was so, I was, we we're so happy to get like a, a good reaction from it. And um, working on that together was just so much, it was such a relief, you know, it was so much fun. And um, it was, it was really nice seeing everyone dance together because, you know, we were playing as our characters, but at the same time, we were just, you know, we were just having fun. We were just dancing. And, and you know, Hannah, did, you know, there was a, a section in between where uh, we uh, set it up. So, you know, it's kind of like a freestyle thing. So, like, whatever happens, oh, yeah. happens. And uh, Michael was talking about this. It was funny where Hannah, we were dancing and Hannah decided for one of the three uh, you know, the free dance moments to uh, scoot in between my legs. Uh, my, this floor was so dirty and she, my, <laughs> I didn't know she was doing it and my feet were kind of closed so it didn't really work <laughs> that well. Slid. She slid all the way across and it was just it was just yeah, so it was funny. Great. It, was <laughs> it was such a great such a great scene to do and um, there were so many other moments there that was just so much fun that some some of it didn't even make to the yeah but um yeah no that was there are moments like that that just really uh i think even you know despite you know my character it's just no matter what it was just really just a play playful thing you know uh i kind of lose lose uh you know uh forget <laughs> that you're yeah. <laughs> shooting <laughs> And then Dustin, going off that dance sequence real quick, how did the Colin Hay needle drop come into play? Yeah, that was part of the that was part of the thing was that um, I thought I thought I would be part of figuring out the choreography because I did so the the go around me buddy thing in the backyard where they where Michael and Sophia dance and then Hannah Joy joins at some point. Um, I choreographed with my friend Tali, and um, that was. So I thought I was going to also do choreography of this, of this with them, but the schedule just seemed to change. And then I couldn't, I couldn't find the rights to any of the songs that I was thinking about. And it became like a last minute, it became, it, it started getting pushed and pushed. And I, I basically, time was just crazy. And I, I said to Hannah and Sophia, can you just go, here's two songs or three songs. Can, do you, do you think you can choreograph it? Cause it was, there's part of this movie that it, it makes sense that that 
it doesn't have to be perfect choreography. It can just be any choreography because it's choreography they made as children. So it doesn't, it could be anything. And it's same with the songs too. It's not like there can be a, there can be an, there can, it can be just sort of, and they're also adults doing things that they as children. So there's, there can be an awkwardness or there can be, it can just not, there's an imperfection that is part of the thing. Right. So it was really great to, but basically what happened was I said, don't pick a particular song, just go, try these songs but they just went ahead and just picked men at work and so we were sort of stuck with men at work when they and i was and so i was like okay man it works the song we didn't have the rights yet but we ended up getting the rights but i just trusted that the system would work Mm -hmm. we had already yeah and um and so that's how we ended up with men at work it was one of the three left of the that we could afford um but i still was undecisive and they sort of made the decision Men at work. It was a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Men at Work, and we don't really hear songs by them in film. So it was really nice to hear one this time around. Um, As a New Jerseyan, I really appreciate Michael Sarah's impression of Tony Soprano. That really hit home (laughs) for me. Um, Can you guys talk about a favorite impression that Michael did or Hannah did or even Sophia? What were some of the best impressions utilized on the set? Um, I really like the hoagie lady. That was really good. Um, the hoagie sandwich lady. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah does Hannah, hoagie. What's the name of this? I don't remember. Hannah, I just, the, ho- the hoagie sandwich lady. It was like the, it was, she was like the, yeah. I don't know, the way she really had to do it every single day. Yeah. And it was just it's kind of like a guttural. Scratchy. Scratchy yeah. voice. <laughs> And she yeah. just really went for it. And I, and I love that. I love that part. Um, uh, I spent that one scene. Yeah. It was yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. Um, just hearing. Oh, I also really like the uh, one Michael has where but he, he, he just like, he's, he's a movie fanatic of just one. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Randy roundabout. Randy roundabout. He loves who, the Buster team next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that, that one. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then I, I, and the, the way the voices get introduced is like, I mean, because they really happen so late in the movie, but the idea of them sort of gets introduced when he does March Simpson and it's not referenced mm-hmm. that, you know, either you sort of get that it's March Simpson or you don't get it's March Simpson, but I like it. It's very interesting because he's doing it, but he's asking very serious, serious questions. questions. And I like this juxtaposition and that's how sort of, it sort of hints at what's going to come with the voices and childhood and adulthood sort of mixing together and them using the voices to um, eventually sort of weaponize them in some kind of way, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I like the March. And I like what Hannah does March Simpson at the radio station. Yeah, that's, really <laughs> that's where it really, that's where that pays off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the last question that I want to pose to you guys is what is something that you want the audience to take away from this film? I mean, I, 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 uh, I feel I, it wasn't a hundred percent intention Noel, because, but it sort of has happened. I, again, because I was really thinking about my sister and that connection and that emotional core, it really, if, and it more and more became the emotional core of the movie for me when we were making the movie. And I realized that that's what it, it was. I, I had written it that way, like the importance of the importance of family and just trying to express some kind of love, even if though it's very, very difficult and avoiding expressing that love because the love is so strong. It's hard to even, it's hard to, it's hard to express. It's, mm-hmm. it's really difficult. And so that really became the thing. And I, I feel like 
it really did become the intention of the movie. And now it's even more so I, people have, people do say, Oh, I watched the movie and I called my brother or my sister right afterward. Or I felt like I needed to talk to them and I haven't been doing that. And that has really become what I, what some people will take away. And that is almost the most gratifying thing for me. Is like when I hear that that's happening. So like, that's what I'm hoping yeah. is the takeaway. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way when watching it and it surprised me because, you know, I don't usually feel that way when I work on something and then see it. It's usually just like, it's, there's, you know, I've been there, I've done it. Uh, but um, uh, I also, I, I also feel like it'd be really nice if people like felt that kind of playfulness again and maybe even yeah. like felt more, you know, uh, like inclined to, you know, just let it happen too and, and play a little bit more and, and be more of like a, a kid a little bit, even as an adult. Because um, uh, I feel like it's a very important thing that it's just kind of a muscle, you know, it's kind of like yeah. a skill that, that you know, because you don't work on it for a while, you just kind of lose it. But I think it's, as you said, it's, it's, it's there. It's just not, people just don't know they have it anymore, you know. Yeah, and there aren't setups or space. It, it just doesn't seem to, I think like, you know, we get, we're very lucky because we get to sort of, we get to do that and get to go into these spaces, but most people don't, the opportunity or the, even the idea of, of, of doing something that would make that access happen. Right. Salsa classes or, I mean, really, I mean, you know, like there's so many different things that could, but they just don't, yeah. the opportunities or the spaces don't have the time like, yeah. or, or the chance to. Yeah. yeah. So, but it is, I, I, I agree with you. It's a, it is an important, I feel like it is sort of, it, it's so healthy and, is so good for you yeah, and your spirit and your everything too. You know, Maggie's feel that's why Maggie feels like the most the most healthiest person. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, exactly. because she yeah. still she, she still has this place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Her, she has access. Yeah. As a, you know, still learning to be adult, but at the same time, she still really wants everyone to get back to their roots. You know. So, yeah, and she has the desire to express it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me today. The film is really incredible and I cannot wait for audience to see it. It was such a pleasure again to meet the both of you today. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. You. That's awesome. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the sun.